If you know anything about Lent, you know that it is a time to reflect. It's a time to fast. Interestingly enough, as we read just a few moments ago, Lent is, is one of the earliest of Christian holidays, one of the earliest of Christian seasons in the liturgical calendar. In fact, the, the uh, celebration of Lent and preparation before the celebration of Easter actually predates the celebration of Christmas. Our calendar begins with a season of Advent, and as we move on through Christmas and the holidays of Epiphany, and we move beyond that, we find ourselves again at a season of, of a period of weeks where we prepare ourselves, not for the coming of the Messiah, but for His crucifixion and resurrection. The celebration of Lent, this time of reflection and this time of fasting, goes back to the earliest centuries of the church, and it's always been a season of preparation, a season of contemplation. It's a time in which we litter our lives, so to speak, with scripture and prayer and with worship. We call these the means of grace. And we put ourselves, as Wesley called the Methodists to do, we put ourselves underneath the stream of God's grace. We put ourselves in His means so that we might receive His grace. And so we prepare, we contemplate, we reflect, we fast. It's a season for self-searching and self-denial. We abstain from good or neutral things. We don't abstain from sin. We kill sin. We mortify it. We put it to death, as Paul said. And so this is not a time to give up those bad things that we do. It's a time where we give up those things that we enjoy in life and that perhaps we need to make sure we're not too dependent upon. And so we deny ourselves. And as we deny ourselves, whether it would be a period of meals or whether it would be certain luxuries in life, as we deny ourselves those things, we search ourselves. And our prayer should always be the prayer of the psalmist. Search me and try me, O Lord. Look deep into my heart. This is a season of development and discipleship. It's a season that's not just about what we do with our outward bodies or what we do with our stomachs. It's a a season in which we are called to be growing and to be nurtured in Christ. And so we work acts of service. We forget not compassion. We practice self-control and we strive for virtue. We look and pray for God's fruit, the fruit of His Spirit in our lives. This is not just a season of of self-betterment. It's not just a season of self-denial. It's a season in which we take seriously the implications of the cross of Jesus upon our lives. And so it's fitting that on Ash Wednesday, not only are we reminded of our mortality in ashes, but also we impress upon our foreheads, between our eyes, upon our faces, the sign of the cross, remembering that we are going toward it. The scriptures here in Isaiah 58 tell us that uh, God has called for a certain fast, that there's a fast that He has chosen for His people, but He begins with playing around with this idea of the fast that He's not called them to, a fast that they've imposed upon themselves. And so we would do ourselves well to ask that question, what is that fast that He has not chosen? 
He tells us that that is a fast that is merely an outward show. It's something that we want to do for the sake of being seen by others. And so we put on the show. We make ourselves look terrible. We drag ourselves around from place to place as Jesus implied. We want others to see that we are fasting. And so we put on an outward show. That fast that God has not called us to is a fast wherein we, we look for a means to manipulate God. Too often, even in the, the Bible-believing church of, of, uh, of, of our culture, we think that fasting is a way that we can manipulate God into doing something for us. And so, when we're wanting God to answer our prayers, we, we kind of starve ourselves. We take a vow of starvation. I'm not going to eat or I'm not going to do this until God answers my prayer. But fasting that is biblical is not a means of manipulating God. It's not something that we use to try to control God. It's not something that we use to try to impress others as well. That fasting that God has not called us to is discipline without discipleship. It's about the interior works of ourselves without the external works for others. He says specifically, in fact, while you're fasting, you're exploiting others. You're being cruel to others. You're using your tongue to hurt people. You're lording yourself over others. And you're forgetting them. That fast to which He has not called us is a fast that lacks love. And it lacks grace. What are the detriments of such a fast? Well, C.S. Lewis said that in the end, every man gets what he really wants. Jesus kind of said the same sort of thing. If that's what you're looking for, I assure you, you have your reward already. If you want others to know you're fasting and you want a little a boost of the ego because of it, fine, you've got it. But that's the only benefit you'll get. But Yahweh tells Israel through the prophet Isaiah that there is a fast to which He has called them. And that is a fast that brings about the works of redemption. He says specifically in verse 6, Is this not the fast that I've chosen? To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free and that you may break every yoke. The fast that God looks for is the work of redemption. It's about undoing wickedness, undoing burdens. It is about redeeming His people. And the fast to which God calls us, that fast that He has chosen, He says in verse 7, Is it not to share your bread with the hungry? that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out, when you see the naked, that you cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh. So his fast that he's called us to is not a rejection of our flesh. It is not a rejection of others. Instead, it is the works of compassion and caring. He has chosen the fast for us. He has laid it on our feet He has imposed it upon us. What are the benefits of such a fast? Well, he tells Israel 
that their benefits or that their light will shine. That the testimony of grace upon their lives will be bright and brilliant. That the benefits will also include their healing, your restoration, your well-being. He tells them also that the benefits of such a fast are their righteousness. Righteousness is not about... It's not about what we are able to do. It's not about doing all of the right things. In fact, righteousness is more about being in right relationship. Being brought into right relationship with God and being brought into right relationship with others. Now that implies certain actions. You know, being in relationship with God means certain things and being in right relationship with others means certain things. But he says one of the benefits of such a fast where we care about the works of redemption, and where we care about the works of compassion, is that righteousness is realized. But also one of the benefits, he says, is Yahweh's glory. He promises He will answer in the day of that fast. And when we cry out to Him, He will answer to us, I am here. He will be glorified for He will answer, and He will be glorified, for He will be present to us. You may not know, but the ashes that you wear on your foreheads are um, produced from a, a couple of things in particular. One is the palm branches of Palm Sunday last year. It's kind of been a tradition in the church for many, many years, many hundreds of years, is the, the, the palm branches that are used on Palm Sunday uh, would be kept, they would be dried, and then eventually for Ash, for Ash Wednesday, they would be burned. Um, part of the fragrant smell that you might be smelling is, uh, is from those palm branches. They actually smell kind of like burned tea leaves. It's kind of, kind of interesting. Uh, but the other uh, aspect of that smell, the other notes that you might be smelling, are from hyssop. And you probably remember that in the Old Testament, hyssop was a it was a, a, an extract, an oil uh, that was used to symbolize purity or cleansing. You remember the psalmist David cried out, "Purge me with hyssop, and I will be white as snow." He's called us to a holy fast. He's called us to a holy Lent. He's called us to a time where we can wholly prepare ourselves for the holy season that is before us and the holy day of His crucifixion and the holy day of His resurrection. Let's pray. Father, we pray that You would impose upon us, not just ashes on our outer man, but Lord, we pray that You would impose upon us purity in our inner man. We pray this in the name of Your Son, Jesus. Amen.